Hello, and welcome to Self-Sabotaging Sagas. I am your host and unconscious mind expert, Jenea Barnes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special segment. It's a bonus segment of Self-Sabotaging Sagas, but in this bonus segment, of what is CPTSD and do I have it? We are talking again with Russ Germain and we are going to, he and I did a little bit of work after our session. We did some work on his parts, on some integrating his, some of his parts that have been causing him some trouble in his life. And yep. we're going to talk about how that work went and the results. And yeah, that's it. So we did our first session. We ended up doing two sessions. Sometimes right. when people have a fair amount of trauma in their life, right? And CPTSD is this kind of repetitive trauma that happens. And sometimes it takes more than one session to break the parts all the way through to where we ultimately want to get them. And we also had to do some bargaining with the parts. So uh, Russ, why don't you yes. tell us a little bit? Okay, so we worked on the part of you that can't be alone, that feels super triggered if that part, if you were going to be left alone. What do you want to share a little bit about that part of yourself? Sure. Yeah. Um, this part was well it's 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 part of me that was born um earlier in my life of course and the way it came to be was being not willing to like being abandoned being alone due to like well being how would i how could i put this um not having someone in your life that you love and them being afraid that they're going to walk away or leave you right. and ultimately the fear you know the root of is is being is not wanting to i don't want to be alone um my part gets triggered whenever there's a potential um like a, a trigger of the thought of oh, i'm going to be alone i've i've if I do this, if I make say these words, or I or make this sort of decision, or if I get into trouble with my girlfriend, or even if it's it doesn't necessarily be her, but if if I get into trouble and it causes her to be angry, there is this there's that possibility or that likelihood that she's going to leave, right. and I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be alone. Yeah. So this this part's been around for a long time. And being in a, a relationship now and dealing with the CPTSD that I have and my parts, when anytime an argument or a fight occurs, or if I do something that like frustrates her or annoys her, and due to a lot of little issues that I have going on in my life, that is a frequent uh, occurrence. Um, it my part will get triggered and I end up having a difficult time maintaining the adult in, in our conversation or we're trying to resolve the problem right. and this part comes up and all he wants to do is is like 
give in or try to accommodate or try to bargain, you know, do whatever it can to avoid the possibility of being alone. Right. And, and I think a lot of people can relate. Like, I think knowing that the work that we did, I know how deep the boundaries were. we cut through a lot of boundaries with this part. And a lot of people have a similar part that fears being alone, fears being abandoned. They might people please or bend to accommodate, do all of those things. I think it's a, in, in my experience, it's a pretty common part to have. And this part for you was so buried in fear that it yes, really exactly. dramatically affected your life, maybe more than a lot of people. So when we, yeah, yeah when we worked on that, when I asked you, um, like, what, what happens if you are alone, that fear, and you had said that it feels like it would be a fate worse than dying. So that's a perspective of how like really big this part is. And would you say how many times a week normally would this part get triggered before the, we did the work? It was daily. daily. And it was probably multiple times at, at worst because i'd have days where the right in the beginning of the day some you know i would get that part would get triggered and and i'd be experiencing and blending with this part and i'd be like literally freaking out and and afraid of of doing anything that could possibly make you know the reality of being alone happen and Everything I did in that, you know, in that time would is to the point of worrying of, of what do I say? Well, how do I do, you know, or what do I do in, in this situation? Or like it, you would, I literally get stuck or I would yeah. freeze without, because of the fact that it was so strong that it felt that it's safest, the safest thing for it to do was to just do nothing right because no matter what it, it felt like no matter what i could say pretend there'd be potential for it to make it worse or right? like the, right. the situation that it is involved in yeah and it's the part is like so stuck in fear it's you know when we're stuck in fear especially from with a part of us that's operating and running the show in the moment that was born when we were young I mean, the resources are so small. It's like fight, flight, freeze, fawn. There's there's yeah. not a lot of resources when you're two or three years old. And these parts, no. when, they, when they are activated, you are literally like operating from the part and stuck with the resources you had when you were young. So you said, yeah, exactly. um, you said that on a scale of one to 10, in the past that this part usually the trigger was usually an eight sometimes higher right right that's right yeah Yeah. it was pretty intense and so the first session that we did um it was a pretty long session and we yeah worked with this part and its opposite part so we always work with the part 
that's causing the problem and then the part that it's most in conflict with. And I do this because sometimes, you know, we have these parts and they're trying to like fight against each other, trying to trying to create balance in your life. There's like a polarity here. And sometimes if we just work on the one part, then there's a like a big like pendulum switch. I can't even talk today. Swing. Pendulum yes. swing. <laughs> and so we were we want to work with both of the parts. And so your opposite part was the part that let me look at my notes. The part he wanted he wanted to no be fear. free and have fun. Yes, yeah. it was the child with no fear wanting to be free and having fun. And so exactly. we worked with the two parts and we did a lot of deep work. We broke the part through both parts, actually, through quite a few boundaries. I, I lost count, but these the boundaries, yeah. for those of you that are listening and watching, is there's a place that the part only knows exists, and it's operating sort of in this place. Like, imagine if you're locked in a room and you never knew that there was an outside. And the wall, the room has no windows and no doors. And this is your whole world. I imagine this is how indoor cats feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that yeah. the room is their whole world. They don't know that there's a whole world outside of it. And so we, when we work with the parts, we break them through one of these boundaries and then they're exposed to a whole new world. And often what I'm trying to do with the parts work, I'm trying to get them out of the fear place and into a place of expansion. So we broke through multiple boundaries, but each one was still in a little place of fear, trying to prevent something, trying to do something. So it, was, it opened up a bigger world each time. And would you say that was your experience yeah. that each time we broke through it opened up a like more possibility? Yeah, absolutely. It 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 felt like like the room getting bigger, right? Like mm -hmm. absolutely, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a that is an excellent way of putting it. And then and then we got to a point where, okay, we're sort of, I could feel, because this is a lot of work on the brain. It literally feels like, you know, when you lift weights, you're contracting your muscles. <laughs> it feels <Yeah>. like your <laughs> brain is lifting weights when you're breaking through these boundaries. It's, it's yeah, intense. Absolutely. It's, it's big work. And so there was this place where it was sort of a good stopping point and we talked to the parts and I asked if they wanted to integrate, but one of your parts said no, because it didn't have enough trust with you yet. Do you want to share yeah, a little exactly. bit about that? Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of work and I've had a lot of, uh, situations where due to the trauma and the and the triggers that were occurring and I guess the lack of knowledge about what's happening I was often like I wasn't being if you want to put it kind to my part mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. it was the ability to gain to to have that part trust me was still healing like I had a lot of work that was left to do and it it wasn't there yet like I I need I 
I needed to do a ton of work in order for that part to be willing to and open to trust me because if it doesn't have my, if it doesn't trust me, there's no way I could, I can possibly convince it or, or say, you know, ask it to do anything Mm -hmm. except maybe listen to me, but it's not gonna, that's, that's about as far as you get. And it's just like any other person, right? Like it's, if you want that person to trust them, you're not going to, you're not, they're going to, they're not going to trust you that very first day unless you have extremely great chemistry, right? (laughs) It's pretty rare, (laughs) you know, that's pretty rare. So yeah, it, it takes a couple times to, to gain trust and it, it's unfortunate at that time that it wasn't there yet, but you know, with the, with the work that I did after and the repeated processing um, with me in that part, it yeah. it was willing to to do it later. Yeah. So, and that's that's just the reality of this. Yeah. So. Well, and and here's the thing: even though we didn't get to that place that I was ultimately going for in that first session, we did have remarkable yeah. results. So we made. Oh, you made, I can't say we, I just helped, I helped (laughs) broker the deal. (laughs) Oh, you made an agreement with the part to do some particular work to build trust for two weeks. You were going to do it five days a week for two weeks. And you honored that agreement. And in the course Mm -hmm. of those two weeks, while the work integrated, when we met two weeks later, I said, you said that there was 35 to 40% of the time when something would normally trigger that part, you had no reaction at all. Correct. And then there was, there was better trust built. Yeah. Yeah. And so when like somebody would draw a boundary, which would normally spark up that fear, 40 percent 35 to 40% of the time you did not have a reaction at all so that in itself is really powerful and here's the other yeah. piece of it the rest of that 65 60 to 65% when you did have a reaction it was at a 4 a level 4 or lower coming Correct. from yes. all the reactions being at a level 8 or higher moving down to level zero to four is a big huge shift in just that piece that big first big piece of work that we did yeah exactly yeah that's that it's it's amazing how even for myself feeling it you know like i've i had been doing a lot of work and it was there was struggle and and it just felt like I was getting nowhere, right? Like right. no matter what I would do, it just seems like I couldn't get get very far. And then when you when we did this session, right? Like even even after the second one, when when we were going further, we'll it, talk I could about tell that in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know we, yet. Like, you haven't even. So it's gonna be surprising for me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, it it was like the ability to like first off noticing even if there was a trigger noticing that something's going on like I, that i'm i'm feeling a little, little different i'm feeling kind of you know unusual but 
it didn't jump out and take over because mm-hmm. I could, you know, there, there, the things that would, would, I would normally have happen or like, like what I would say or how I would behave, they wouldn't, they wouldn't happen. Like I was sitting there going, okay, I'm noticing there's kind of some odd physical feeling or some, you know, some, something that's not right happening, but I was able to maintain an unblended state and not allow the part to be in control. Right. And it was, it was, and it was pretty obvious. Like it wasn't a mystery. Like, you know, like I wasn't sitting there going, is this happening or Mm. am I, it it was very clear and it was amazing. Like the, the breakthrough and the, and the, and the level of control that I had, or and or have when it when it occurs is it's pretty straightforward there's nothing there's no real mystery right yeah so <laughs> so yeah so now i'm curious i waited i didn't ask you about this when we jumped on yeah. because i wanted to to be a surprise for me too so after we did two weeks later we did another session and that was a week ago now um, so we did the other session and we broke the part out of fear into that place, that wider, more expansive place. And we, and the part was ready to integrate both parts integrated and they came home to the whole. So yeah. what have you noticed has been, has shifted or what have you noticed is different since then? Oh, the, it's the it's the level of control mm. it's that it's knowing what's happening like seeing it and feeling it, it, it just knowing that i'm in control Ugh. right like not not having that fear like not not going and sitting there going oh my god i i can't do this i don't want to leave the room i don't want to I, you know, I'm afraid to do anything. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and hopefully it'll all go away. You know, like the, that wasn't happening. It was, <sighs> I would sit there and I could feel it. I could feel that, that feeling. I, but I was able, like I said, I was able to keep, keep control. And I was able to, to think more logically, more rationally and so not, able- not have the, Yeah. It sounds like you were able to choose how you wanted to respond instead of just Correct. reacting. Yeah. The, I think the biggest, like the most important or the biggest thing if, as an example was if there'd be a, if something wasn't right or, and there was an argument, the, the ability to, when that when she would set a boundary right she'd establish her boundary and say i need you to go because we're having some we're having difficulties that i in the past it would literally just either never have like i wouldn't go because i was too scared and i would sit there and try to bargain or try to try to plead my case which obviously is this is this part going no 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 i don't want to do this right it where I'd be able to go and like, I wouldn't feel that fear once I got up and I'd walk out the door or walk and take a break, right? Like take 10 minutes, take 20 minutes to calm down. It was, it felt, 
easy. It felt like it wasn't a difficult process. Yeah. And I felt clear, like my mind, well, as clear as it can be with, with the way I am, but still, like it felt much clearer and way less stress, right? Like yeah. the levels of everything are just lower, much yeah. lower. Well, and, and I want to note, because this is really huge, you were able to do this in the midst of an argument. Yeah. So in the midst of an argument, when usually many emotions are flying around and often more than one part is like coming up to play, either fight back or whatever it might be, but you were able to actually have some level of control and calmness and clarity in within yourself in under yeah. those circumstances. That is, yeah. I'm just going to say it. It's powerful as fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a very I'm a very realistic person. Right. I don't I don't I don't jump ahead and and go i'm cured oh my god i'm never right. going to experience a trigger again and at the same time i don't go oh i i don't know i don't think this is you know doubting and and thinking like i i have a very realistic attitude and thought about about it and to see it first like well obviously see it firsthand to experience the the difference is incredible like i know i've like okay i admit there's there's a lot of work ahead it's this isn't going to be the end of of getting triggered this isn't going to be the end of having it's it's just uh, one part two parts that we work on yeah there's other stuff going on it's uh it's part of why i work i typically work with people for six months so we can really do a big shift overall and check to make sure that we're working with the right parts that are causing the problems. And we really got yeah. down to a root cause prob part, which is my Absolutely. favorite because it filters out into everything in such a powerful way. In in everybody that's listening, this is why. This is why I do what I do because Allowing people to have more control and choose how they're moving through the world. When we operate from who we truly are, and our triggers are not who we are, when we operate from who we really are, that's when we're the most powerful, it's when we're the most effective, and when we can create the most joy in our life. And that's why I do what I do. I was there. I was triggered all the time. I got, I had some really powerful parts that were like, hold it all together. Nobody (laughs) ever knew what was going on because that part was one of the most powerful parts of me, but inside it was like fireworks. So it's, I'm so happy that you have one piece, one little area of your life that you have more control. It makes me feel so good for you and so happy. Well, thanks. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. You know, the other thing and, and that's really interesting, hmm. we we didn't even work with this other part that I have that 
is, well, has been a big issue with me, right? Like I have this other part that's really strong is, is an anxiety part. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when, when we did our session and even the follow-up, the, it, it really allowed me to have a much broader and more th- thorough understanding of that part. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing how doing that work with those other, with the, with the, the, my part of being a fearing of being alone. And then this other part who wants to be, have fun and be free and just, you know, no care in the yeah. world that the understanding of, of this, their, their past and how they are. And, and, and then when we broke through all those different, all the boundaries that we were working on, the ability to understand where this other part comes from. And, and mm. it, it gave me a much much bigger understanding and appreciation for it right yeah and the amount of work and just in that time frame the amount of work that i've done and and the amount of trust that i've gained like from with this part and the and the and the and the clarity that i've gotten just because of it is as was so much faster and so much more thorough and I honestly don't think I would have been able to if I hadn't, if it hadn't been for the session, because it, it really opened up my understanding of everything and right. just, and those parts specifically as well. It was incredible. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's the thing that I've noticed in my clients and myself, because I do the work on myself, is the more parts that you clear out, especially when you get to those really base level ones that are filtering into all aspects of life, these root causes, it, it begins to be real easy to see what's going on with the other stuff. Something comes up and you can catch it much quicker. You can be like, you might still slide into the trigger, but man, you see, you were like, wait, where did that come from? Like, because there's not as much noise as you become more and more integrated. The parts become more and more integrated. You will literally have like, it'll be so easy to spot stuff that's happening that you wouldn't have even seen before because as you become more and more whole and the other piece too is i i sometimes will find a part and i'll notice a part and i'm just like man i mean i I just i don't want to do this part today i don't want to integrate this part today because you know, the, I don't want to drink as much water as I need to drink. I don't want to get me get a little extra sleep because all that stuff helps the integration. And then the part will yeah. be like, no, but I want to come home too. <laughs> I'm like, and it's like a little <laughs> yeah. kid version of you and you just can't help but like want to scoop it up and be like, okay. And then I'll just, and I'll take it, take it home because over time they get to see the other parts come home and they're like, oh, I see how that like did something really good. And it's just, it's so powerful. I love it so much. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Yeah. I, I've, I'm, I'm getting to a point now in my life with the CPTSD and with the processing where it's clear is better awareness there's better like understanding and there's and there's better ability to do the work. 
Yeah. Right. Like in at the beginning, it was I I probably would have had a better chance of rebuilding an engine than than processing <laughs> because it was so it was there was such a, a lack of understanding, a lack of knowing where this was coming from, even right. getting to the root of it all. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know. Like you get you, you when you get there, then you can then you start to have a better understanding and then you can actually do the processing and do the work and like i i actually said in one of my episodes you you, you don't necessarily ever get you don't, you never finish like you you may you may heal a lot of your, like and and integrate with your parts are uh, a lot of t- most of the time but there's always that chance that you could there could be some other part that comes by and in you got to do it mm-hmm. all you know and the more you do it, the your experience plays into it so so fast, and 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 it makes it seem so much easier and so much, you know, the ability to connect with that part, yeah, and understand it and learn from it and and go, this this is it's a it's a new part, I you know I I'm I'm excited I'm I'm. I feel encouraged. It's it's different than going. Oh my God, there's another part. I'm scared of my mind. Like what the heck? Like right. what are you? What are you doing here? Right? Like it's a different attitude. It's a different way of feeling. Yeah. It's incredible how how you just know. Right? You can see it. Yeah. Well, and the one of the big pieces of this, and this is for everybody listening. If you're not doing like parts work with me or somebody that can do this work. When you discover a new part of you that's maybe triggered or it's creating a behavior, like the part of me that's addicted to sugar or the part of me that's trying to get love by eating sugar, right? We'll go something a little like less trauma-based. But when you discover a part of you that's doing something that you don't like that it's doing, number one and most important, every single part of you has a positive intention for you. Every single one. So that's the first thing to remember. And you can start by creating a relationship with the part, but based in love. So like Russ had to build some trust with his part, Uh, but you can start that trust now where you start saying, I know that you're working really hard for me. Part of me that does whatever it does. Part of me that eats sugar all the time. I know that you want something good for me. I know you're working really hard for me. And I know that you're a part of me and I love you. And really showering that part with love and loving it because it's a part of you. This is a big piece of self-worth stuff is we start denying these parts of us. And when we start denying these parts of us, it damages our self-esteem. It damages our self-worth. And yeah. self-worth issues mess with your relationships. They mess with your career. They mess with your ability to receive money, your ability to hang on to anything good without sabotaging it. So all of that stuff. So if you discover a part of you that's doing something you don't like, just love it, you know? accept it and love it. Like there's a part of me that lies when I feel scared. I know that that part of me is wants something good for me and it has a good intention and it's been working really hard. And, you know, I love you just love the parts. And that's, you know, the first base level. And that's the work we did was so deep and I don't, 
normally with somebody with your background, I wouldn't necessarily start with parts work because that level of understanding I would need to lay up quite a bit of groundwork. But because you had been, you had already done so much work in connecting and identifying your parts, we were able to yeah. jump in a little bit quicker than other people. So a lot of what I normally do is I clear a lot of the emotional triggers first. And that in itself creates like a big breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So you're not feeling it reduces emotional reactions often by 70% in one session, um, depending on wow. what the emotion is. So I usually start there and then we do the parts work because getting the parts out of that fear loop into the expansion place is really what totally rewrites the brain. It's so cool. Yeah, I, that's 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 awesome. It, it's true though. You gotta, you have to do a lot of emotional work because someone who's just discovering that they have, like, if they first get before they even get diagnosed, right? They they're they're dealing with with a lot of emotion and a lot of fear and a lot of anger and and, and a lot of sad, you know, sadness and mm -hmm. and all sorts of feelings yeah. that are in there and then you get diagnosed and you go to your and and you you know if you're fortunate enough to be able to to get help you you soon learn that it's it is if you don't do work with your emotions and you don't you know like you said emotional work you're it's gonna have you're gonna have a difficult time connecting especially if you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling angry with mm -hmm. yourself or you're feeling, you know, like you, you sit there and, and you're blaming yourself for, for what happened or, you, or, you know, and you're inadvertently, you could be without even knowing it, blame, like blaming or, or making a part feel like it's their fault for, for the way that you, that you were treating or the way you're acting right. or, you know, and you, and then you sit there and, and your parts, all of a sudden your parts are going, Hey, uh, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to make you, I'm trying to protect you. You're right. potentially in danger here. We're keeping you safe and you're going and saying, oh, you stupid part, you know, like, right. thanks a lot. You know, and you have to, if you have to understand and, and really work with your emotions and then you can, it, it makes it so much easier connecting and, yeah. and re and learning about those parts and integrating and and getting their trust and with if if you're allowing your emotions to get in to, to you know to take over you're gonna have a hell of a lot of t hard time getting yeah. anywhere because your emotions can take over so easily yeah and and well uh, you know again i have jumped straight in with people that have with doing just the parts work, but typically I like to clear the emotions first for every, for most everybody. And it's a big part of why I do that because a big piece of what's going on with a lot of people is we were not taught how to manage our emotions and we have these emotional anchors and these triggers in our nervous yeah. system. So by clearing that and neutralizing the emotions, the other work is easier. And, yeah. um, but it's, you know, it's a big part of like why I do the bigger, like six months 
things so I can work with people to really like take care of all of that stuff. And it's powerful. Yeah. And it's interesting too, you talk about diagnosis and I have two of my clients right now definitely have CPTSD. They've never been diagnosed, but the levels of trauma and the type of trauma they had, the repetitive over and over and over. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not always diagnosis. We, If you don't get a diagnosis, it's okay. So those of you yeah, that exactly. are listening, if you think that you have CPTSD, you don't need to go out and run and get a diagnosis to start loving the parts of you that are triggered, exactly. you, yeah. you know, and that's, that's really important. We don't always have to put a label on what's going on with us because, and sometimes that can be dangerous because you don't want to become, you don't want to become the, um, diagnosis. And that happens a lot of people because they get to the point where they're like, well, I have this problem and they don't know who they would be without the problem. And so it inhibits mm. their possibility for healing sometimes because they've associated and linked their identity to it. So it's always important yeah. if you do have a diagnosis to remember that you are so much more than whatever that diagnosis is. It's just, it's just a way to organize some symptoms that you have to potentially yeah. give you greater understanding. And, and that's what it you want to use it for, for a tool for greater understanding, but never exactly. think that that's who you are because you are always, always so much more than that. Oh, yeah. Knowledge is power, but it doesn't, that's not what's going to ultimately like make you better. Like yeah. you, you know, if you just, you fall back on that knowledge and you, and you say, yeah, I've got CPTSD and, and blah, you know, but you never, you never actually do anything like you don't work with that system and you don't go and, and say, okay, I need to, in order for me to feel better, to get better, to have a better chance at a, at a, more normal life i need to heal yeah. i need to try and and work with my system work with those parts you have to and yeah exactly you have to you have to get in touch with them and you have to be in touch with your emotions so that you can love those parts yeah. because you can you can have all the knowledge in the world but if you don't you know deal with the like like love those parts the way that they're meant to be just like loving your children if you don't mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna you aren't really gonna get very far right if it if anywhere right you you have to do the loving is is a the loving of the parts is the main is the biggest thing yeah i think so if it's especially like i of course i know i'm like oh well oh, let's just do the work we could do the work but in that in that piece of it the loving of the parts is something everybody can do. Everybody, every single yeah. one of you out there can do that. And it's such a good place to start. And it's, you know, it's also important to remember for whatever reason you have CPTSD, you may have had it, you may have it, and you may have suffered a lot because of it or whatever in that way, but it's really important to know 
even though you didn't ask for it, even though you did not deserve it, you have it. And it's up to you to actually do something about it. And I think a lot exactly. of people, when they do get the diagnosis, is they just use it. Well, I have this, so now I don't have to try anymore. But just because yeah. you have something doesn't mean you get to sit on your butt and do nothing. You, It's up to you to create the life that you want, the life that you deserve because you deserve it and mm -hmm. to actually do something about it. And you can start by loving the parts of you. Exactly. You <laughs> Yeah, you have two choices. You can either, you know, say I have it and and do nothing and just right. sit there forever until the day you die and and hide in the in the shadows of 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 better experiences and more potential and and loving your parts or you can or you can actually say to myself okay i have this diagnosis or i have this trauma but i'm not going to let it rule my life yeah. i am going to do whatever it takes so that i can feel better so that my parts can feel you know like that they're not there's they're not alone that they're not going to be you know no one's ever going to hurt them again that yeah. you're going to do what you need to do so that everything is so that they are they are they feel loved and they feel protected and 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 the adult is the one that goes i'm in charge this is yeah. my life i'm going to do what i want to do not you know not let this diagnose the diagnosis determine it or pre predetermine my course of action or or the way my life goes absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. i think that's a good place to wrap this up i do want to say russ i am very honored and i am so grateful that you let me work with these parts of you and help you to integrate them it's it, i just i'm very grateful it brings oh, you're me welcome. so much joy to watch people break through and i'm honored yeah. so a quick one those of you that are watching russ you want to tell people or listening you want to tell people where they can find you yeah um they can find me on twitter um my handle is adhd and cptsd um i have my show of course which is um, on Apple. It's living with ADHD and CPTSD, although it's everywhere pretty much. And then if you want to check out my website, um, living with ADHD and CPTSD.ca, there's resources on there. If, if you're needing some, some like assistance or you, or you have questions or you're feeling lost or you, you know, you need help, there's plenty of resources. There's, Every, anything you can imagine on there and, and you can get in touch with me um i'm always open to having conversations talking about you know anything you know pretty much and i feel that the more we can get in touch with people and talk about you know not be afraid to talk about these these things the better we're all going to be and hopefully in in the future, this won't be a, a difficult thing to do. It'll be a, a, as simple as going out and ordering a pizza. Yeah. I, you know, I hope someday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and the thing is, is the, the pieces that are actually really working with people have not really been in the mainstream for so long. 
and the things that really do work. And so people are starting to branch out and find those things. And so hopefully over the years, they'll become more mainstream and people will have more access and there'll be less maybe fear around it. I think sometimes people, it's like, oh, I don't know anyone that's done this before. So I'm scared. Is it going to work? Do I really want to do it? Who is this like person? Yeah. Like, for instance, if they were going to work with me, who is this person, Janaea? Is she like, that's <laughs> why you can watch yeah. the podcast. No kidding. Yeah. You know how crazy I really am. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like I, that my sole purpose is not to teach people. I I've never that's never been what I'm I'm there for. I'm there to to show people my experiences, the what, what I've done, my yeah. failures, my struggles, and yeah. I want them to not to 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 feel that it isn't something that they have to hide from. You know, sure, we're going to you're going to be afraid sometimes and and you're going to kind of not know who to trust or not know who to talk to. But if if more people see that these are real, real experiences, actual situations that occur in a, in a typical life of someone who has CPTSD and ADHD, you know, even then it. it it gives them hope. It gives them a, a source of, of encouragement and chatting with people. And I have done that chatting with people online about, about their experiences and what they go through. It, it, they actually feel like, like a, like a bit like weight's been lifted off their shoulders because yeah. they like having someone that they can talk to about it. and, and someone who understands them and someone yeah. who's open-minded and isn't, isn't going to, to, you know, dismiss what they, what they're talking about because they right. have, I have the same experiences and yeah. so do many other people out there. Absolutely. And, and you know, the funny thing is, there is not a lot of resources out there for CPTSD. It's it's still relatively new compared yeah. to like many others. I hadn't even heard of it. And then when you when <laughs> yeah. like we started talking about it, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I definitely had that. Oh yeah, I know a ton of people that have had that. So again, yeah. there's been a lot of us running around without a diagnosis because there was not a diagnosis for it, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just think, yeah. in 10 years from now, there's probably going to be double, maybe triple the amount of people who are going to be are going to realize that they too have CPTSD in some form. And yeah. the more the more it gets out there, the more people are going to realize that this is a reality for them it's it's not going to be a a a small hidden in you know obscure thing anymore and that's what i hope and that's what i want for other people yeah yeah and when it's more when it's more prevalent and when it's more out there people when they feel like they're not alone it is powerful because then people don't have to feel shame around it that is what's powerful about celebrities talking about their mental health issues because yeah. you're like, oh, wow, if they have it, they have money, they have fame, all of that stuff, then it's it's probably okay that I have it. And the thing is, it's it's okay. We all struggle with our stuff. And on that note, if you all are struggling with some stuff, 
<laughs> feel free to yeah. reach out to me and to do some one-on-one -on -one work. You can DM me on Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out to me on my website. You can book a free call where we just talk about and see if I can help you. It's free. You know, conversation is free. I don't charge people to see if it's a good fit to work together. And you can yeah. do that at JeneaBarnes.com, G-E-N-E-A-B-A-R-N-E-S.com. And on that note, let's um, thank you again, Russ, for joining me You're for welcome. this recap. Yeah. My pleasure. And I look forward to keeping in touch with you and seeing how, you're Absolutely. how you progress. All right. Yeah. Goodbye, All everybody. Right. Bye, guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Self-Sabotaging Sagas. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment, give it a rating, pass it along to your friends, follow it. These actions help other people find this podcast, and I, of course, greatly appreciate it. Thanks again, and have a beautiful day.